What is up, everybody? You're listening to The Regular Show with your host, Greg Boyer. Yes, that's right. It's me, your host, Greg Boyer. I am back. Um, we're doing a special episode today. Every episode is a special episode. This is episode 112. I can't remember if I said that 10 seconds ago or not, but uh, I have with me a uh, friend of the show, Shelly Fairbanks. You may know her from uh, about half of my podcasts. Thank you for putting up with my podcast. You're so welcome. I was going to make that joke if you did not. Very good. Uh, it's all the improv, right? I, uh, I took one in- improv class, um, and now I'm just at an expert level, but uh, you can't comprehend because you've never taken an improv class. Not you, Greg. I'm talking to the audience. The well. audience, right. Um, very good. Yeah. Uh, so what are we talking about today, Shelly? Today we're talking about Norman Bodeg and Rockwell. Norman fucking Rockwell, that's right. We can only use that word once. <laughs> oh, well, I, I'm in trouble then. Because uh, I'm going to be saying it throughout the entire episode, multiple times. I like Bodag, and it ties in the uh, podcast, you know? Our last episode. Like, the continuing lore of the regular show. That's right. There's there's some lore in the regular show, and I think like you need to make a shout-out at some point on your, your Facebook. Because like there is genuinely so much lore behind the scenes. I'll make I'll make a flowchart, everyone. Calm down. We'll get the uh, red string and the thumbtacks like the police stations have on their wall. Yeah. That's how they solve most of their crimes. It's not through investigation and uh, hard Bo- DNA. Bodag, it really stuck. Cal Hockley really stuck in... And, oh my god, Cal Hockley... Hockley? Hockley. Stuck so much that I'm not even joking. I'm, I'm being so fucking for real right now that Friday at 7 p.m. Only the regular fans know this. Um... I will be performing on the Wood Theater stage as Cal Hockley in a lip sync battle. So please bring us money. Thank you. The man who was stolen from under my thumb. But the regular show podcast prompted that performance. So you're uh, welcome, man. I'm sorry. That's continuing lore that's now moving on to different mediums. I I have this problem a lot in life where I, I find things or I see things and then. They get um, more and more expanded upon uh, the later great on. The extended universe. I really everybody do. Everybody takes it away from you, and then they're like, "Oh, you like that too, Greg?" And you were like, "Well, I was the one who started the show. I, I was the OG, yeah." But I that's okay. That's the what Barney it's joke in, in in improv too, and they thought it was funny, and I was like, "Oh, my friend Greg said that." That makes me feel good. But that was that's continuing lore about me always. Um. So. Like our most of our episodes, we're going to rank our favorite songs uh, from least favorite to our most favorite off of the album, Norman fucking Rockwell. I like how you said they're all our favorite songs. The, there's not a bad song on this album. It just gets to the point where it's like, well, I love this one the most, and then I love this one the 14th most. So it was actually in my contract for this show. Just kidding. There's no con- I mean, there are contracts. Um, that uh, Greg actually had to say that he loves Lana Del Rey. He's being held against his will. I apologize. I actually really the do. Lana stands would understand. It's funny. Um, if you had asked me ten years ago when she kind of like hit the scene, I was like, "Who the fuck is that?" Oh, 
oh, she sings, cool. Because, um, like, I'm not a modern music kind of guy. But it's funny. Um, She's hot. Well, she is hot, but also there's she puts out incredible music. Yeah, that's um, yeah. always it, true. It really speaks. She's everything. She is Barbie. She, she is Barbie. That's right. Everybody's Barbie. <laughs> no, she is Barbie. Did she make one of those memes, or are you just saying she's Barbie? I'm saying that there should be a meme of her saying she is Barbie. Like, she is the moment. All right. Very good. Um, I feel like she's probably... You don't think she's made one? Yeah? I don't know, Greg. I, I want to watch I, that movie. I, I know it sounds funny, but I would love oh, to no, watch I'm that so Barbie excited movie. For, I'm so excited for the Barbie movie. And, you know, my my dad was ahead of his time in so many ways that I had Barbie Land downstairs. He made a whole sign that said Barbie Land, and they literally live in a, a town called Barbie Land. Oh, that's fantastic. And, like, the sign kind of looks like what he did. And I'm like, that's fucking genius. He was ahead of his time all the time. He all is. All the time growing up. Everything's going back now. Yeah, he was a great filmmaker as well. Yeah, he uh, popularized... Uh, <laughs> he popularized catastrophic events, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> we won't elaborate, but if you know, you know. Um, I know that I have a video that, like, so serious. Like, I'm not even, like... My ego's not even coming into play when I tell you that I genuinely think it would be a viral video. Like, I could have seen it at a Tatooine. Like, it's like, like, I'm not even the central character in it, so I feel like it's fair that I could say that it's, like, the funniest fucking video I've ever seen. Like, it's so fucking funny. There's so many layers to it, too. Yeah, and, like, it it would be a viral video, but it's, like, I don't know what platform to put it on. Right, because... Because, yeah, like, I don't know, oh, TikTok yeah, might be too short for it, maybe, I don't know, but it's yeah. a, it's the greatest video of all time. No, it's it's, it's phenomenal. I've um, never laughed harder at anything in my life. Also, if I post it on my TikTok, anything that I'm like, I'm like, wow, I would love this to go viral, I think it's really funny and has a lot of um, merit, will get like 600 views, and then, like, the, you know, the last time I was on this show, I was complaining about how uh, my brine shrimp... Uh, my sea monkeys went absolutely viral, um, and also me sticking my hand in mud one time. And I mean, like, like half a million views and so many comments. Like, it's wild. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. And some people were mean. Stop being mean, guys. Yeah, I'm not Come on. an animal abuser. Jesus Christ. Um, They're sea monkeys. And also, like, we're perfectly fine. It's just like, y'all don't know what they need. I did. Anyway. Anyway, so... Lana Del Ray. Norman fucking Rockwell Ray. Now, that's not her real name, just so everybody knows. She's an Adirondack girly. She is from Lake Placid, New York, not California, as this album will tell you. Oh, my God. This album is all California all the time, and I all love it's it. Californians. You got to go up to the valley. You got to take the 405. You got to take the... I'll tell you, it's the best. The canyons, the fucking uh, valley, ev- everything. There are so many references to California, um, such as the name of the one song, California. Yeah, oh, album. yeah, that's true. She she does. Oh, my God, yeah. Okay. Um, it's great, though. No, I, I do love it. Uh, this was produced uh, in part by everybody's favorite modern-day pop producer, Jack Antonoff, from uh, Fun. You know the Fun? 
Yeah, and I did know that. I did know that. I used to, I loved fun. Me too. I think everybody loves fun. For like fun. a minute. But like, like, like the activity the or the group? Short, like the, well, both. I mean, the, it's, it's fun to like fun. Um, the, but I, um, lost interest in them so quick. It was like, I blinked, like, I don't know what so that was. So did they. That's so weird. <laughs> That's yeah. a terrible joke. Yeah, Nate Roos was a, was a very talented guy. He looks like John Mulaney, which I love. Oh, he fucking does. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I'm surprised that. they haven't worked together. They should collaborate on a song. It sounds <laughs> Right? It would be amazing. Yeah. I mean, John Mulaney has experience. He worked on the Sack Lunch Bunch. Remember that? No. Yeah, you check it out. It's great. Jake Gyllenhaal's on it, too. From that one Taylor Swift song. Um... All too well, ten minute version. That's Emily right. Murphy, Taylor's version. Shout out to Emily, who we need to get back on soon for uh, Midnight's, the three a.m. edition. Um, so, Shelly, we're gonna start from my favorite is shoulda, woulda, coulda. I think right now, or wait, that's Joel's song. So wait, no, and shout out to Joel because can we talk about how Joel came out with a song called Shoulda, Woulda, Coulda, and then Taylor came out with. Would have, could have, should have. Would have, could have, should have. That's sus. It is very sus. Also, it was really weird, like to see that. Like I was like, what the hell? Like no, no. I was like, that's Joel's dog. Yeah, I love that uh, album. Was really good. Um, I don't know. It's funny because like Lavender Haze, everybody uh, creams over Lavender Haze. I don't think it's the best song on the album. But I know it was like her first it's big pleasant. single. Yeah, I like it. It's pleasant. It's good. No, I did, like I said, there's not a bad song on that album. Just like there's not a bad song on Norman fucking Rockwell. Right. Um, which That's exactly what you what what you were told to say? Correct. <laughs> well, no, it's funny because it doesn't sound like something I would say. It doesn't at all. It's, that's why it's like I'm like, are you, are you for real? Yeah. No, I am 100 uh, percent serious. Like. When when you were like, we're going to do Norman fucking Rockwell, I was like, hmm, yeah, okay. Like, I'll bite. But after the first listen through, I was like, wow. It's a lot different than Born to Die. Like, you've seen the evolution. Like Yeah. It's kind of like if Born to Die was kind of tightened up a bit and, like, it, yeah, it's it seems like a natural progression from that album. Which, if you listen to any in between, which I encourage you to do, it it's like the progression of her albums are so nicely done, but it's still her, and it's just like her and then this aspect too. It's just like building on top of a character and not changing a character, the which lore. I think is lovely. Like it's really, really beautiful. Like there's like a story in the albums themselves, and um, like a. One of these songs from Norman fucking Rockwell ends her latest uh, er, October what March release um, that was uh, Ocean Ocean Boulevard. Did you know that there's a tunnel under Ocean Boulevard? And I was actually at Ocean Boulevard yesterday, and I didn't find a tunnel. Um, so. Well, that's because that's for Lana to know and for us to find out. Which also made me think: Is there an Ocean Boulevard like everywhere? Because we were in New Hampshire, and I'm 110 percent positive that that's not what she was talking about. I know a place called Ocean Avenue where I used to sit and talk with you. No, I'm just referring to I've never heard that before. I have no idea what you're referencing. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Crickets. Shout yeah. out to my buddy Rob the Busser. We uh, 
friend of the show. He's been on multiple times. He he's seen Yellow Card Live. Please. But yeah, I actually really enjoyed that album too. Uh, eventually, we'll probably talk about that one. But um, if you want to go first, sure. your so number my, fourteen. My number fourteen is California. It's California. I am so glad. Um, Are you also California? No, but okay. Uh, I thought you were going to be. I had a strong feeling. It's not as high um, as it was five hours ago. Wow. Okay. Okay. I thought you were going to be right there with me. Oh no! I'm so scared that your last is going to be not my number one. If I'm being honest with you. Uh, no, we'll there's no way. I think there is a way. Well, maybe. I don't know. No, no, I don't think there's any way. Um, California, the song from the OC. No, I'm kidding. I know it's a different song. I almost put, uh, use that for Music League. Oh, that would have been great. Creative Minds. Yeah, everybody shit on my post two weeks in a row. But Your post? My, the song I put. Oh. Yeah. Live. Dawson's you Creek learn. is a great show. If people you need learn. to watch it. You learn. Uh, so what's wrong with California? Nothing wrong with these songs, um, that one's just a, it's, it's kind of a weird one that like, <coughs> okay, I'm also sick, um, I have said this before, but, uh, I have COVID, just kidding, I don't have COVID, oh God. um, that's not funny at all, actually, um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, it, I haven't had COVID ever, and that is fucking weird, like, that is really weird. Like, I, I've been directly exposed so many times, I've never had it. And it keeps in theme with the capacity. Lana Del Rey face masks. Yeah. Um, actually, it's because it's I'm using those really great Lana Del Rey face masks um, from Chemtrails over the country. Uh, uh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Chemtrails over the country club. At least I didn't say cunty. That would have been a really bad word. That would have been a really bad word. Yeah. I would never say that. No. Uh, but yeah, I um, I just kind of thought California was it was like a good song, like the melody is like pleasant, but it's not it doesn't like stick. Um, and I thought I think her voice sounds really soothing, um, and I think like the lyrics don't get like like I mean all the lyrics to all the songs are are pretty deep um, in some ways, and and sometimes the music is more. But anyway, usually the songs are pretty deep. This one I found a little bit less deep, but it was just a pleasant song, and I appreciate it being in the uh, in the album. I think where it is works really well for the flow of the album. But, yeah, that's... I will say this. Um, out of all the songs, I forgot what this sounded like the most. Yeah, I still forget. Get. Um, that's why I have the lyrics up in front of my face, because I was like, ah, oh, yeah, okay, that's how it goes again. But I can sing it all for you right now. Like, I'm not going to, but like now I get it. But like I have to keep reminding myself what it sounds like. Yeah, it just it's and it's it's not bad. It's just like ah, the other songs I find are more memorable. Uh, but yeah, musically I enjoyed it, and there was definitely a reason why I put it up higher. It's a it's a, usually a skip song for me, but it's not because I don't not like it. I don't know. Fair enough. I don't. It's not because I don't like it. Don't not like it means I like it. California. California, dude. Right. We're the Californians. Yeah, 
Um, What's your 14? Doing time, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Summertime and the living's easy. Um, There's nothing wrong with the song. I know it's a sublime cover now. I I had to to school him. I knew like three sublime songs. Wrong Way, What I Got, and Santeria. That's all I needed to know. If I want to listen to Stone or Rock, I'll listen to 311. I like them more than Sublime. But. Yeah, mine is not there. But uh, doing time, yeah. I don't, I don't align with that. LBC, what does that mean? Um, it's uh, the, uh, oh my god, wait, hold on. I might, hold on. It's something like really, um, I'm just, I'm pretty baked right now. Yeah. The Laguna no, Beach... Um, something I don't know. It's something very like like oh, Heidi yeah, and Spencer Montag. I'm sorry, I'm so high, but it's something that's like something that's like super Californian. Like yeah. it's something like that's very specific to California, and like you wouldn't know if you're in California. Which again, I'm going back to <laughs> Lana Del Rey is an Adirondack girly. Like, imagine her. She grew up here. Right, that would be like here. me writing an entire album based off of Canada. Here. And, like, she doesn't acknowledge that until, well, she does now in her albums. But, like, imagine her growing up here in the Adirondacks because that is factual. See, every time I hear LBC, my brain just goes to the IBTC. Do you know what that is? No, I don't. <laughs> the Itty Bitty Titty Committee. And so I'm like, and it's just, it's, they're not connected at all. They're not connected at all, but that's the, my brain. I'm like, oh, okay. I don't know. Anyways. I'll find out what it means. Yeah. It, it, musically, it's good. Uh, I get the vibe. It's fun. It's a very, like, summery sounding song. Um, I could imagine, you know, somebody sitting out on, Wait, like, LBC? <laughs> yeah. Long Beach, California. Oh, but it can also mean it's just like slang in general for your beloved city. Any city. Yeah. Gotcha. I guess I don't know. Honestly, I feel a little stupid. Well, yeah. Anytime I see um, acronyms, I always go to the to the um, gross place. But yeah, perfect. Um, so that was my number 14. Uh, Long what, Beach, California, though, mostly. What was uh, your number 13? My number 13 is... Jeremy's going to be really disappointed, but it's How to Disappear. Okay. Um, um, I really love this song. See, like, I love all these songs, but, like, California is the most tambourine. forgettable. Okay. <laughs> Jeremy has a lot to say about this tambourine, which is... Uh, the word tambourine but louder and louder every time. Which <laughs> <laughs> is crunchy. It's the only song I can think of where um, the tambourine really does something. It hits me. when it needs to hit. Yeah. Well, I just love the fact that it has that, like, at the beginning, it's that old record sounding, mm-hmm. is the sound, where I'm like, oh, that sounds like grandma music. Yeah, I do kind of like that, but I don't know. It's, I think it's it's the, I don't know. It's I feel like with a music video that I like a lot, that could be like one of my favorite songs. I don't know. I feel like it needs a visual with it. That's such a weird thing to say, but 
I feel like they need visuals for that song in order for it to hit. Right. Uh, I know her sister Chuck, which is a great name for a sister. Uh, Research the family. Directs directs all it. her videos. Yeah, it's great. I like that they uh, they work together. And I mean, all of the, the the grants are very talented, so that's great. And they again, they're from Life Glasses. Shout out to Doctor Alan Grant from Jurassic Park, friend of the show. <laughs> of course. Keeping us safe from the locusts and the dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, I, I listen. I don't judge at all. Um, How to disappear was actually lower um, earlier than it ended up being on my list. Yeah, it's like it's Jeremy's favorite. So. I think it's his favorite. Is it your favorite? Mm, that is Fred Drayson, but that's top three. Mm, okay. Um, yeah, how to disappear had the highest bump up. Uh, it went from 13th to, uh, well, I won't say yet, but it was at 13th. Wow, so we yeah. were we were going to have it in the same spot. Interesting. Very. Um, and then this song swapped spaces, places, for me. My number 13 yeah. is Bar Tender. Okay. Um, my first, like, five listen-throughs, I was like, I like it. I like the um, plotting tempo. Um, the T is so, like, aesthetically pleasing sounding. Like, that's ASMR. Like, it really is. She's, like, whispering in my ear, and, like, my eardrum is getting tickled by Lana Like, it's Delta. so nice. But I just, it didn't speak to me um, the way that the other songs did. Um, I like the aesthetic of the song. I like the doom, yeah. doo, 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 you know, like that <laughs> type of shit. <laughs> that sounds like awful. Um, I don't know. Well, you know, I mean, like everything is circus music, but uh, the reference, like all the ladies of the canyon, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, very California. I've another seen California. Crosby, Stills, and Nash. You have? Second row. The Cros himself, rest yeah. in peace. He was the first one to go, and unfortunately, I had a feeling that was the way it was going to be, but. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was in the second row for a concert at SPAC. Oh, that's awesome. When was that? Um, a really long time ago. I was a little kid. Lucky. I had no idea who they were. That's Didn't fantastic. really want to be there. <laughs> um, 60 MPH on PCH Drive, where when she said 60 MPH, I thought she was referencing Neil Patrick Harris, because we call him NPH. Oh, my God. And then uh, PCH Drive, I was calling it PCP Drive for like comic effect because PCP is funny have you ever seen anybody on PCP <laughs> I recommend to do it at a distance but uh, yeah oh man good stuff we love acronyms at the regular show big fan um yeah I'm not drinking wine but that cherry coke you serve is fine um she loves her cherry cola mm, she does I have cherry cola lip balm that's right. Um, so you know, bartender, it's it's a good piano music. Um, it's really all I got to say about that. Mm-hmm. So my number uh, twelve. Twelve is um, love song. <gasps> oh no! Yeah, which is uh, sorry, Jeremy, because I'm always like, oh, this song reminds me of Jeremy, but like. But it also has, like, really sad undertones, so then I was like, uh, not really. And maybe that's why it's so low, but um, 
Yeah, I I love it. Again, I'm not like, ah, oh, like, I, I don't know. I just, it's a good song, but like, um, I just had to put it down farther. I don't know. It just, it's kind of, it's again, it's one of the more surface level songs. Um, not like completely surface level, but I feel like it, the uh, messaging is very easy to understand. Right. There's not Which much is, like, good. I'm glad that that's in there. Like, cause it's kind of like, there's a lot of really, really heavy stuff. I mean, there's always a lot of complexity in her music. There really is. Like, she's absolutely brilliant. And then Jack's absolutely brilliant. So you get them together and it's just like mind boggling. It's like, um, and it makes sense that it's like very, very intelligently written music from the lyrics to the melodies, to the pauses and the way it's said. And like, there's a lot of fucking artistry. Norman fucking artistry um, in this <laughs> in this album right here, um, but yeah. So love song is lower, but it's it's beautiful. Yeah, not a problem. I I definitely have a lot to say about that one. Okay. Um, good your, things. What's your twelve? Uh, happiness is a butterfly. Mm. Yeah. I know. I know. It was lower. Um, one lower, actually. I lied when I said uh, Bartender swapped with the uh, one song. It was mm, one okay. up from that. But um, just, I know. It's a good song. Like I said, none of these are bad songs. Um, uh, my favorite part is I said, don't be a jerk. Don't call me a taxi. Because uh, it's like the somebody call me an ambulance. You're an ambulance. You know, that kind of bit. That's what my yeah. brain kept going to when you kept saying it. Um, if he's a serial killer, then what's the worst that can happen to a girl who's already hurt? Right. I'm already hurt. Like, it's a oh. good fucking song. But, yeah. but my brain, I was it's like... It's very dramatized, but it's on purpose. But I feel that sometimes. There are moments when I it's like... I love the dramatization. You know, you're stuck behind a guy at a, at a green light, and he's just sitting at the green light. Yeah. And he won't go, and then the and light that's turns... that's exactly the, what she was trying to... That's where she was trying to take you with that song. Right? And then the light turns red, and you're Great only job. one car is gone the whole time. If you time. actually go on, like, the genius.com, that's actually the lyrical interpretation of the <laughs> No, that's just what happened to me earlier today. <laughs> I got really pissed off. No, but, uh, like... She's maniacally laughing at you to fucking go after you guys. Like, this sounds so fucking personal. The thought had occurred. This sounds so dormant fucking personal right now. I just want to send a message to everybody on the road. Go when the light turns green. Go. That's what it means. It means go. It doesn't mean sit for five fucking minutes. This is Greg's Joker origin story. I'm concerned. I'm going to, like, call the police in a second. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't know. I don't even know what vehicle they drove. I just know it was red. The police. But uh, whoop, whoop. The that's the sound of the police. <laughs> the car. But uh, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a good song. I understand. Like it's a sad song. Obviously, it's a sad song. Um, scared, afraid of being hurt. The classic. Uh. <sighs> yeah, I just, I don't know. It it made me sad. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Yeah. But, uh... So... Yeah. So my 11 is a bartender, which we already... See, it wasn't too far apart. No, it wasn't. Um, but it's it's also kind of like a surface level. So, but I like how... But it, not like... I don't know how to describe the way in which I'm describing it, but it's like... 
like not surface level in the way that like um, I feel as though um, like it, it it detracts from like my the likability of the song or anything. Sorry, my earring fell out, so I'm also like trying to put the pick in it. I have fierce ears now. I didn't have that the last time when I was doing the show. Oh, cool. Or did I? I don't, I don't know. know. The world may never know. Um, but it's a it's a lovely song and it's like very comforting, which is kind of like what the song is about. It's kind of like always being comforted by your local bartender. Bar to tender. Bar to tender. And it's like that feeling of like always being comforted there, and um, I kind of I feel that with that song, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, my number eleven. Yeah. Yes, my number eleven. Uh, the next great American record. Interesting. Um, really good song. Like it, yeah. It's very catchy. Yeah. That, the, we were so sad, that's, that gets stuck in my head all the time. All the time, even though it's not even one of my favorite Lana songs, but like that, for some reason, will just pop into my brain sometimes, and it's like, it freaks me out, I don't know. Like, musically, lyrically, it all, it's, it's the total package. Um, and that's the frustrating part with some of these songs. I had to restart my phone because uh, it was locked on the search screen for cool. some weird reason, and I kept trying to click on it, and it wouldn't. But that's that's behind the scenes stuff. Um, yeah, I just thought the oh, next I love best. That new piece of lore that we just added. It's great. <laughs> Greg's phone is three and a half years old. It's a piece of shit. Bodeg it. Bodeg it. That's lore for sure. Oh yeah. Uh, my baby used to dance underneath my architecture. Um, I don't know what that means, but uh, is she like Art Vandalay from Seinfeld? Um, I don't really watch Seinfeld that much, oh. if I'm being honest with you. I don't really care about that, it as much as it was portrayed. That was one of George Costanza's uh, pseudonyms. Art Vandalay, he was an architect. Hmm. But... Uh, yeah, no, it's good. Topanga's hot tonight. I'm taking off my bathing suit. Um, Topanga was hot. Uh, you know what? There is a guy who was hitting on me who said that he banged Topanga. Like, the girl who played Topanga. I'm serious. I'm so serious. Yeah, I was there for that. I remember that. Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, not for, like, when, like, he was really... Well, no, he was hitting on me, wasn't there? Yeah, for Yeah, sure. that was definitely... Yeah. But yeah, that's really cool, kind of, you know? Yeah, it, it gives us all hope. But uh, the offer still stands. Oh no, I'm kidding. All right. uh, uh, she talks about Bill playing guitar, and then we play the Eagles down in Malibu. Uh, so I think this is a football song. Yes. Um, yeah, no, it's good stuff. Uh, I like the, the tempo. It's very... Yeah, Malibu by Miley Cyrus is stuck in my head. That's a really good she doesn't get enough credit for that song. It's so good. Malibu. Isn't that a Hole song, too? Did she do a cover of that? Is that a cover by Hole? I don't know. We will we will um, do our due diligence and find out after these uh, messages. Alright, anyways. Um, yeah, really good song. Like I said, there isn't a bad song on this album. Um, I just liked other songs a little bit more. 
Not as sad as she wants you to think. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's uh, yeah. What's oh, your number uh, nine? Number nine. Number nine. We say that every time. That's number a nine. <laughs> Add it to the list. The list. Somebody make a list. Um, California. Um. Californians. Yeah, I just I enjoyed like the, nice. the musicality of it is really good. Yeah, it's, um, it's nice. Everything you don't have to be, you don't ever have to be stronger than you really are when you're lying in my arms. Oh, yeah, um, those are great, great fucking. Lyrics. I felt that, I felt that, not personally in real life, but in my brain, I was like, that would be nice. Because mm-hmm. I, I find I have to be stronger than I really am, and it's not fun. But uh, yeah, um, it's good stuff. Um, California. I mean, I don't California. know. Yeah, it's a, it, no, it's a really nice song. Uh, my number nine is uh, Norman Flippin' Fudgin' Rockwell. <laughs> really? That low? I mean, I love it, but it is, I think it's kind of a mid-tier on the album. It's a, it's an album that it's all S-tier, but this within the S-tier, if you break it down, is like a little bit like mid. Um, Did Fantano do but, a video on this? Huh? Did Fantano do a video on this I one? I don't know who that is. Anthony Fantano? Oh, I gotta watch that. I gotta see what he has to say. Um, so, I uh, I think it's a great fucking start to her albums. And also, like, I saw a post on Twitter the other day, because all my Twitter is it's Lana Del Rey. Um, both on my feed and my page. All Lana Del Rey, um, all the time. And, um, oh, um... Oh yeah, yeah. There was a post that was like all the lyrics to all of the beginnings of her songs, like how all the all the songs started in like on every album, or how what how every album started, like the first bit of the song, and it was so good. Like all of her albums start so good. Goddamn man, child. I've heard that one before. <laughs> like it's just it's a great song, but it's. It's, uh, I think it sets the tone for the album really well. I appreciate it being the first song um, on the album. The musicality, I'm going to refer to the musicality a hundred times, so uh, if you're going to do a drinking game, don't do it when I say musicality. Because you'll probably already be dead at this point. But, um, I get it. it. Like As far as in your mind, it's mid. Mm-hmm. It's mid. Yeah, it's not terrible. No, it's not not bad. Um, what was that? Nine? No, eight. So you're yeah. 
Or I'm going to be doing eight next time when it comes okay. to me. My number nine. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 12, <laughs> one, ten. Duh. <laughs> yeah, I'm, <laughs> I am out of my mind today. Uh, the greatest. The greatest. Um, okay. I, Interesting. I had it lower. Interesting. I had it lower earlier. Okay. Uh, and then I, it boosted up for me. So, and I wasn't like paying attention. I was paying attention, but I wasn't paying attention. Mm-hmm. So like in my brain, I'm like, this could have been a David Bowie song. Interesting. It sounded like a David Bowie um, song to me. I'm not going to say anything about this one yet because the results are shocking. <laughs> shocking. Okay. So, Was it your number one? I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> so <laughs> I um, I really appreciated the uh, like the references to Beach Boys, Kokomo. Um, I think my, what I got to say might change it. Oh, oh boy. Okay. Um, Life on Mars isn't just a song. Stuff like that. Like, And that's the David Bowie song. It's like, eh. Um, yeah, she did love Bowie. There's a Honeymoon uh, song where um, Terrence loves you. It seems like it's about um, David Bowie's... Or, yeah, about his brother, like, who died. But anyway. David Bowie's brother or the guy's yeah. brother? No, it was David Bowie's brother died. Okay. Yeah, that's sad. It's like, yeah. Um, but it's like a very nostalgic song. Um, you know, things that we lose to time. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was good shit. I liked it. Um, my number eight <clears throat> is uh, Due in Time, which we already talked about. And I really kind of have, like, the same thoughts. Like, I don't really have much to elaborate on there. Um, I really, really like the song. I do think, though, this is, this is... I think covers are very Norman fucking tricky to do because, like, you either get the disturbed sound of silence. I do not want to hear anybody who's defending that goddamn fucking monstrosity of a song. It's just objectively not correct. Which that one? is the disturbed sound of silence. That's oh. not how you do a cover. Like, it's a terrible fucking job. Like, you, it doesn't add anything to the song. It's like the same tone and shit but like just more dramatic and like bad so you're just wrong if you think that that's even good like I'm sorry no and I like Disturbed like Dark Howie Mandel just do your own shit stop anyway um but Lana um did a cover of a Broadway song um from Avita um You Must Love Me and it was absolutely gorgeous and I didn't realize she had such a beautiful like Broadway tone if she wanted to like it's just absolutely angelic and it was beautiful oh she has moments i knew that she could do like a really good cover if given the right material so i appreciate that this is like material that's like so she did covers the right way by doing it totally differently having a whole new meaning and tone to the song itself it's like so much respect to the artist um and i think she originally did this um cover um in with a bunch of other artists who did covers like in celebration of sublime and some anniversary or something it was part of like a collection of covers that was like done out of respect and like um i just think it was just a really nice spin out and the music video for this is like super fun and i appreciate it the music videos for this entire album are like very fun very very fun um but that one's just it's like just a nice summertime song i blast this in the summer a lot like this is 
just a really good good cover to kind of and I appreciate that she didn't like swap the genders or anything she like every word for word she treats me like shit yeah, yeah. like I appreciated that um yeah I don't know it's just a, a really good good cover that highlights how good both Sublime is and she is like it's very much in celebration showing that they were great songwriters too no. what's your uh this was lower on your list. You too, pal. We love you. Hey, Brandon, what's your favorite song off this album? All right, we look forward to that. Um, How to disappear? Okay. How to disappear? I really um, enjoyed this one uh, about John and Joe and all these guys. Um, the it's a fun, like, story. She got two cats and a kid in the yard and the California sun and the movie stars and all that. Yeah. Um, so in the verse two, Joe, maybe down at the training hour, cuts on his face because he fought too hard. It sounds like fuck too hard. Because he fucks too That's hard. That's all I ever say when I sing this song. Thank you. <laughs> this is just it's like... Because he fucked too hard. Like, it's in, like, the, her gentle voice, though. It's so, like, it's so funny. I know I hear it every single time, but okay. I've never not heard that. See, like, this is what I'm talking about. Like, I know about. it's not the right lyrics, and I know it's fought, but, like, it, that's what it just sounds like. Please listen to it. It's like the song Thunder, um, where it sounds like she's saying, yeah, big fucking Mr. Krabs. Yeah, big fucking Mr. Krabs. <laughs> it's so good. That's what you hear. Oh, it's so true. Unhear it. So that's all I hear now. Lana Del Rey, I'm like, I don't know if she's saying the real words or if I'm just making up funny shit in my head. <laughs> I was like, I saw a meme once that was like, How to Disappear. Um, it was like, How to Disappear is my favorite Christmas song. And you know what? It does kind of sound like a fucking Christmas <laughs> song. Like the fucking bells in it. Like, it literally yeah. sounds like a fucking Christmas song. And I can't unhear that now either. I have to listen like, to it. Like, it's always again. like snowing now whenever I think about that song. Oh, wonderful. But it's like a fluffy, fresh snow. The only. Like, like the first snow and the only snow that should be of the season. Yeah, only snow on I Christmas every snow. other day. Fuck. I don't up. mind the cold, though, global warming. I just want to let you know that. I just don't like the snow. I don't mind the cold or the wind if they're separated. I don't want the global warming. Like, I, I want to keep it chilly, but... Oh, yeah, no, we are an anti-global warming uh, podcast. We, we do not care for global warming. Um, I think that, you know, it should be warm in the spring and summer months, and then... Once you hit October, it should be crisp. Like, it should be kind of cold right now. Crispy. It's not. Yeah, that last week was a heat wave. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, I love this so much. And I was like, I hate it. It was like 95 degrees in my car. I hate it more than I love it. I went in and my seatbelt was hot. And I'm like, this isn't good. No. But, like, I was definitely not cold, that's for sure. My dad wrote a book about the environment and illustrated it and got a letter from Al Gore before he became Al Gore. Like, before, you know Al Gore before he became Al Gore, like, before he became the uh, Al Gore. I just want to say, it's, uh, the thing about doing an Al Gore impression is you're kind of doing a Bill Clinton impression, but a it little bit similar. different. And he kind of looks the same if you really think about it. I really think, think that it. Bill Clinton and Al Gore was the same man just wearing two different skin suits, if you know what I'm saying. No, that's, that's not a conspiracy <laughs> theory. That's not real, folks. I'm just being funny. I'm just being funny. I'm not crazy. Oh, God. Could you imagine? actually pretty fucking crazy. I, I am a little crazy. But yeah. 
Oh my god, that's a great one to start. That is that's, that's pretty good. Uh, but you heard it here first. But yeah, no, uh, I get it. Like, I don't know what was. Oh yeah, uh, number seven. My number seven is "Fuck It, I Love You." Um, I love this song, Norman. Fuck it, I love ya. Um, so this song is my favorite song to sing along to on the album. <clears throat> like, it's my favorite song to, like, that, like, high-pitched whisper tone is, like, really fun to try to match. I'm not going to do it right now because, spoiler alert, I can't do it. But I like to imagine that I can and it's, like, fun. Um, Jeremy gets to hear it a lot. Um, this is true. Yeah, he, he this is true. What, he's playing some kind of game right now. Ooh, I hope you win. Let me know when you win. Smashing the brothers. The, it adds to the lore. Super duper. You got to do the... The Brin Star now, you've been on it. Ooh, do Big Blue. Ooh, no, Brin Star is doing Okay, well, we'll let you know if he wins. Um, yeah, so Fuck It, I Love You is my favorite song to sing along to. Um, it is in a music video with The Greatest. Like, it plays Fuck It, I Love You, and then The Greatest right after, and it's like in the same, it's a really, really good mashup, and it's like the duality of those two songs is actually fucking chef's kiss beautiful. No, I have to go watch that when I... Oh, it's so good. Right after we're done, we'll watch... Um, if you haven't watched any of these music videos yet, you got it. Because it adds yeah. a lot to... the it, Like, her music videos do... Like, what music videos right. are supposed to fucking do. She does so many things. Like, she just it's, covers how you do it. It's hard to get distracted. She does music videos, how you do it. Because she's hot, so it's like I'm going to be watching it, and all I'm going to be thinking about is, oh, she's hot. She's gorgeous. She's mother. So... She was one of the top ten women you call mother. Yeah, I mean, she's one. Yeah. We, that is mother. I don't... I feel like we didn't know the whole list. I know Britney Spears was on that list. Absolutely. Um, um, there's got to be other ones. There was. Um, there was. And that's part of the lore, too. That's a throwback all the way to episode three. The first episode Kate we Winslet did today. Oh, there. my God, yeah. she's She is. I mean, Jesus, her and Cal. Yeah. <laughs> and Titanic. Cal is definitely mother. You could cut that sexual tension with a knife. Like, when he slaps her, it's like, Jesus Christ, what are you doing, man? He really She should have slapped him back. He's like, no, I can't say it. No, my, no, my humor is so dark. No, now I'm going to say it because it's weird that I nod to, but I was just going to call him um, physical abuse daddy. Oh, that's bad, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, back in 1912, that was just normal behavior. In fact, it was probably yeah. encouraged, unfortunately. We don't, we don't encourage it. Uh, we 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 know it's bad. Um, What's your uh, number? <laughs> just really Let's just to fucking that go display. on. Let's Norman fucking move on. Oh, this is a Norman problematic podcast right here. <laughs> oh man. Nobody. Norman just... technically censored. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> just let it happen. It's no, it's uh, not though. We love Lana Del Rey at the regular show. Uh Big fan, friend of the show. saying that consensually. <laughs> I just want to make right. it known. Right, right, right. Right. <laughs> He's not held under duress at all. Oh, no. There's actually alarms to his chairs. When he stands up, they all beep and go off. So you'll hear it. You'll know. Oh, no. Um, what is this, seven? For I me? just did my seven, yeah. Hope is a dangerous thing for a woman like me to have, but I have sure. it. Uh, I, it's sure. the longest name of a song on the uh, album. Mm-hmm. Um, close to the next best American record, which was surprisingly only about half of the words. But uh, yeah. 
uh, you know, it's kind of a depressing song. I feel like I shouldn't have to say that for every song because they're all kind of depressing. But they are very depressing, but not as bad as um, Ultra Violence. I think has been the most depressing album. Very good, very good. Uh, I'll, I'll keep oh, my eye. No, A and W. No, A and W had the biggest emotional attacks on me. And also, she came for my fucking neck for that, and she came for my neck in this. Um, in this album as well, but she literally was like listing out my family members that just died. Like she stole my bit, you know. Yeah, there's a tunnel on the like, ocean. Like she literally ball, but... was like, "Oh, this one goes out to um, my uncle," and like she's talking about like all these people that just died. It was like grandma, grandpa. I want to be over with grandma and grandpa and Dave, or and dad and Dave, and I literally. All of these people are dead relatives of mine. Like, my grandma had just died. Like, my brother Dave had just died. Like, it's so weird. She came from my neck. Do you think that she looks up, like, her biggest fans on the internet? Yeah, and she's, like, stalking me. She's like, let me make a song, a record that's just really depressing for Shelly. Oh, God. And release it, like, three days before her birthday. That would check out. She's probably listening to this right now as we're recording. We haven't even released it yet. She's probably listening to it. I would love it. I also, my entire personality is Lana Del Rey. Like, I really am, like, I'm the stan. I'm the stan. P.S. I think we should be together, too. Yo, you can't be right now. I don't think yous is weird and shit. God, I love that song. But nobody will outstand me. (laughs) That's a challenge, folks. It's creepy. I don't like it about myself, but, um... Yeah, I don't know. I don't like it about myself, but... At least you're not uh, copying Eminem. Sure. <laughs> no. Oh, uh, what's your six? Or wait, no, I'm on to what's my six, right? Oh, uh, I didn't even finish out my hope is a dangerous thing for a woman oh, like me to have. Oh, I really said, well, we're moving on now. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Um, The chorus reminds me of uh, Breaking the Girl, Red Hot Chili Peppers, the... Like, that's, I don't know, it's just the, the beat of it all, the tempo. Interesting. Uh, the line, don't ask if I'm happy, you know that I'm not, but at best I can say I'm not sad. Oof. I felt that, uh, that deep in you. my core. That's a gut punch. That's, I've said not that verbatim, but very close to something like that a lot of the time. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. It's, it is sad. It is very sad. But we acknowledge it, and then we move on. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna. I have more to say about that one too. Just because, like, there's two songs that I have a lot to say about, but I'll, I'm just gonna say all that in, together. Yeah, absolutely. At the end, so that if you or at the beginning, I mean, or like in two seconds, I don't know where they are. Right. These songs could be anywhere at any time. Um, number five. It'll be toward the end. Six. Six. Um. <laughs> So, six is a Venice Bitch. Um, I love this song. This is the first song I've ever listened to that I'm like, yes, this needed to be ten minutes long. And maybe the only... No, because there's songs on the recent album, too. Um, like no, A&W? I, <clears throat> yeah. A&W is great. Um, I got the necklace. It's on its way. The girl A&W necklace. I did get that merch. Um, I bought all the merch that she just had recently, so that's I. That's what I spent my tax return on, folks. Living the successful American life. It's the um, American dream. It's that Joe Biden like video that's like supports the economy, hurts no one. 
helps everyone. That's yeah. Shelly. That's that. That's me um, shopping at three in the morning. Um, it stimulates the economy. Um, so, but Venice Bitch um, is a fucking fabulous song, and it ends her most recent release of Ocean Boulevard. And I, the way that that album ended with like a remix of this song, like sent me into this like really weird spiral like it was so goddamn weird to hear the same song that came out two like there's two albums between these there was yeah four years ago after this there was chemtrails and then there was blue banisters with thunder on it and then um this yeah big fucking mr Krabs that had big fucking mr Krabs on it and then um and then Tunnel Under Ocean Boulevard. And so, like, it was so weird to see this return in the same theme. And there's so many... Listening to her entire discography in order, it's interesting to notice the r- repetition of themes and how it's all kept the same theme. And it's just been refined and better analyzed and better presented to you. And it's so fucking fantastic. And it actually blows my mind and it freaks me out that other people's minds aren't blown as much as mine. Like, it's really brilliant work. Um, and it's also, like, character work. Like, it's, it's there's, like, theater to it. There's, like, so much brilliance in, it's, like, performance art. Like, it's, like, it transcends. And, like, that sounds so dramatic. But, like, Jeremy, tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> Am I wrong? He, see? You cannot lie. I, I can't lie. I like it's like her stuff is really fucking good. It's, it's next really level. fucking good, and it's kind of like hidden, but behind this like aesthetic of like kind of like like the surface level Lana. Like once you get below that, it's really wild. But yeah, Venice Bitch, great song. Um, oh yeah, we'll talk about Venice Bitch. Yeah. Right after this next song. (laughs) My number six is your number 12. I love this song twice as much as you. Wow. Love song. Um, Wow. It's a very stereotypical Lana Del Rey song. Did you also listen to it and you're like, that's about Jeremy? No. (laughs) That would have been very weird if I did. But, uh. That's just what, it just, it just made me think of Jeremy. I love the piano and the static sound and, you know, all the, the hallmarks of a Lana Del Rey song, uh, Cars, Fame. Um, so then... I think that one is higher for Jeremy, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. In the second verse, that's where all the juicy stuff starts. Yep. We're talking You're about right. the sex. We're talking about the... Uh, the sex. The sex. Yeah, she's... Sags. She's very, um, what's the word? Sexual. Explicit about it. Oh. <laughs> uh, what the? Jesus Christ, my phone keeps uh, going, like, moving around, and I'm not touching it. Greg is really excited. Grab my waist. Don't waste any part. We all know what that means. Um, so spill my clothes on the floor of your new car. Uh, so, yeah, you know what they're doing in that car. Um. The same Fun. thing that Jack and Rose were doing. That's right, the sex car. Shout out to Playing the Titanic Playing rock, paper, track. scissors. Oh, okay. Naked. 
Sure. Uh, paper covers rock, whatever that, we know what that means. I have no idea what Why saves is. Why Rose got the door if she won? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, they uh, weren't doing anything weird in there. Yeah. But uh, fun, fun song. Um, the little dream, a little dream of me stuff. Uh, oh yeah, I do really like that. That's like. But it's so bad because it's like this really beautiful, like almost like music box type song. Like it's very dreamy, but like the whole thing is like, you know that it's not like real like it's not real like it's literally just like not real it's so dreamy that it's literally just a dream it's not real it's totally fantasy it's fake and it's it's so it sounds so beautiful but there's these undertones in the music um that give it this really kind of unnerving and unsettling feeling and you know it's like something that's either not right or super super romanticized right um like in this one and my number uh, five, she sounds like uh, like a Christina Perry, like from the early or the late two thousands. I see what you mean in the song. I, I see. What like, you I'm mean. waiting for her to show up and be like, "Who do you think you are, running around leaving scars?" Uh, and when I heard that, I was like, "That definitely inspired Lana Del Rey to some extent." I don't know. You don't think so? Mm, I mean, their maybe. voices are kind of similar. I like both of them, but I, I don't know. At least the way, I don't know. That's what I hear when I hear those songs. Um, and then at the very end. They would sing she, that totally differently though. Oh, for sure. But at the end she says love song and the song ends with that piano hit or whatever. And I'm like, that's the way to end his song. Like with the name of the title, but like also it's so, it sounds so good. The, mu- the musicality. Take another shot. Don't take another shot. Mm. But, uh. Oh, yeah. No, like, any of these top six songs on any given day could have been number one. And, like, oh, yeah, it's that one, the one song that's, like, or the one lyric is, uh, I'm looking up, like, what, like, the song, more about the song, too, and it's, like, um, do you think that he would like to stick around? Um, is, like, she, she already know that, knows that it's just gonna be, um, like, over quickly. Fucking run. Like, she knows she's just, like... Um, yeah, it's just interesting. And also it says that the sound of their love song is sex. That's what that means. That's what the lyrics mean. It's literally just like about having sex and like really enjoying that. And, um, but knowing that he's not going to stick around. Yeah, that sounds about right. Like Jack from Titanic. See, it all comes back yeah, around. Okay, yeah. so my number five. We're top five now, folks. Top five, the big five. This is the big five. My top, my five is Marinara Apartment Complex. <clears throat> Marinara's Apartment Complex is perhaps critically one of her best songs, I would say, that she's ever partaken in. It's fabulous. That song is also long, and uh, just it starts out with like she has really beautiful references in there all the time to all kinds of people at all times. Like she, she will let you know what she's interested in, like historically pop, it, pop culture. Like she is like kind of like a weird pop culture historian with her songwriting. It's kind of weird. Like she very much keeps the memory of like a lot of these people alive by referencing them so much. But like 
You're just like, I'm not a candle in the wind. I was like one of the first. Um, but it always she makes sounds me think of that like Stevie Nicks like, when she says it too. Yes, yeah, so there's a TikTok st- sound though. That's like there's so many funny videos to it though. It's just like, um, um, that's like the beginning of the song or whatever. That you mistook my kindness for weakness. I messed up. You know this, but Jesus, like it's such a dramatic thing. And then um, there's like that part that's like. Um, that, where that's like spoken word um it's like think about it the darkness the deepness and like it's so dramatic people do like really dramatic stuff on tiktok and it's like really funny so it's like kind of become become like a, like a comical sound that i've heard and i don't like that but oh you uh, feel like people are mocking her no but like it's just like i don't like that it's in my brain as something that like makes me laugh sometimes when i think about the song uh. um but it's a really, 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 really good song, and um, like it's 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 basically the same concept of like a very similar vein as like love song, but you're like deeper in the relationship, and like um, well, you're kind of like looking back, and where I've been is with you on those beaches. You're a Venice bitch. Like, so, like, she references, like, songs within her songs, too. Like, She's like Bon Jovi. Like, like, there's a lot of, like, important Lana Del Rey themes that connect kind of, like, her character. And, I mean, she is very much her character, but, like, she does have, like, like, it is a, you know, every performer is a character. So. Like Phil Spector. Like everybody is is kind of. He was the guy who shot the woman and wore that crazy wig in the court. Oh my god. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a great song about kind of like moving on. What's what's your uh, what's your favorite? I believe it's your number six, Venice Bitch. Yep. Yep. See, we're pretty. We are pretty close we on are. all of these. Yep. Yep. Um. The opening reminds me of like an early 2010s or a late 2000s song. Like uh, the guitar right there, those like strings. Like I hear Three Doors Down or Life House or, you know what I mean? Like It is an interesting sound to start it with, yeah. Like that was. But then you have that like weird little flute thing. Like it's up, yeah. Oh, it's so There's good. great music in this and that's, that's a lot of oh, Jack. Um, and it's so fucking brilliant. Like the music is so intelligent. Yeah. Like, that's where, I'm, again, I'm like, her music is fucking transcendental. It literally is. Like, the musicality and, like, the, the musicality. The musicality. But the way that the music is put together, the way that the puzzles are stitched together, what? The, the, the quilts are stitched together. is fucking phenomenal. It's so smart. And, like, every, every one of those little sounds evokes an emotion and it creates this complex emotion that goes with this, like, kind of complex feeling too like she the music really helps elevate what her lyrics are doing they're very complex words and and the music helps you feel how she's trying to get you to feel it's, and it's oh my god it it's works. like a trick yeah, it just like, it works and it's free it freaks me out and it works yeah i she does do something she's like a dangerous music artist <laughs> she's she's like hypnotized <laughs> she like, like what's thoughts maybe i heads? am like in a cult right now like i don't know this is a little culty it's freaking yeah. me out but like jeremy do you feel that way yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you Isn't heard it here, folks. Though? Are you always also like kind of freaking out? I I do think that she has um, a way of 
making you feel a type of way. Um, yes, it's not always a good type of way that she makes you feel. It's usually no. bad. But oh yeah, most of the time it's bad. Yeah, but, but I, I like I, it. I feel like um, she's probably one of the musicians that I, I feel like um, can make you feel a very specific feeling really easily. Yeah. She literally reminds me of like a transcendentalist painter. It's freaky. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things where like, you just you fall into these songs individually you just you hear it and then you're like take take me on a chocolate vacation is what squidward says in one episode of spongebob but it's kind of like that you just go on a musical vacation with your ears and you pack your bags and it's like usually you're going to like a funeral or like a really sad place but uh Sometimes it's not so bad. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> like, but it, it takes you to a place. <laughs> with this song, I kind of felt romantic, and then it was kind of ripped from me. Yeah. Uh, but that's nothing new. <laughs> People on the inside know what I'm talking about. And then it out. makes you remember your own, and then it's like, oh, yeah. You. Oh, yeah, I've definitely <laughs> cried multiple times like, listening to now, this. Now, add that to her fucking saying, with Grandma, Grandpa, Dad, and Dave. Like, what the fuck, bitch? Uh, <laughs> for your crimes. Like, this is really messed up. I feel like it's abuse at this point. Like, come on. She's Lana. just sitting there laughing at us. She knows. Oh, like, she is she does. a figment of my imagination? Am I Lana? No. Well, if you are, let me know. I would love to be Lana. That would honestly. be great. I would be okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... The freaking You're Beautiful and I'm Insane, We're American Made. Yeah. Uh, it, I feel like it romanticizes the mindsets of many of the youth today. People think that they're the Joker and Harley Quinn. Or, yes. You it, know, yeah. Um, we live in this terrible time of hookup culture where people value uh, the thrill of it all rather than a long-term lasting uh, piece of life. And and that, that bothers me to a great deal. But I'm just sitting on a soapbox here talking like an old man. But I felt that. That's that's what I took from this song. Yeah. Uh, and then the way it ends. I There's a lot of Radiohead uh, in Lana's music, I, I find. Yes, and after listening to the Radiohead that you suggested, I can I can see that too. But, but that's not a bad thing. I, I'm not lying when I say I enjoy, enjoy her music more than I do Radiohead's. But uh, it's along the same concept. If you're depressed and sad, it's it's music to make you feel sad. Yeah. But um, the way it ends, it's like you're, you're just like floating on the, uh, like a small ocean wave and yeah. crimson mm-hmm. and clover over mm-hmm. and over. Uh, no, holy shit. Like, no, I, so that, I'm like in a hypnosis at that point in that song. Yeah. And it's crazy. And that's how the album for Ocean Boulevard ends is with a remix of that. I'll have to play the song after because it's crazy. Let's see, I've definitely heard it. I, I listened to that yeah. album two or three times already. Oh, you did? Ocean Boulevard? Oh, my God, yeah. It's depressing as shit. I've only listened to it all the way through. Oh, it's heartbreaking. Like, it, I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so bad. She said, happy fucking birthday. Norman fucking birthday to you. <laughs> Norman fucking birthday. <laughs> exactly. And we're just going to refer to everything as Norman fucking Rockwell. <laughs> but some part of that from now on. Um, but, yeah. I'm going to no. drink my Norman fucking fresca here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Holy shit, it's so funny, because, like, coming into this, I did not, like, I don't, it's like she gets you. 
She just she gets you. She right. pulls you in, and then Do you're see a different why person. I enjoy Lana Del Rey now. I, I mean, yes, and at the same time, I can't come back to this record for a long time because I know um, that's me and the current one. And locked a lot of it's pain. It's fucking wild. <laughs> I it's, I hate it. It's crazy, but it's great. Like for people that know me, I know that they know that I'm enveloped in heartache and pain all the time. But it's not something that I enjoy. I really try to avoid it. And to be there for you. And she's just like, so what else do you want to think about today? And then I just go, like that guy in the video. It never, it's never all gone, though. Okay, um, listen to Lust for Life if you're ever feeling depressed by her music, because Lust for Life is a happy album. Oh, very good. I need that. Is that, that, <laughs> um, that, that was uh, what pulled us out of uh, ultraviolence. Ultraviolence, don't listen to that for a minute. Although, oh, okay. I think, no, I'm kidding. I actually, I think that that won't hit you as much. We'll but, see. Uh, we'll see. I look forward to But it's, the it's a very good, good album. Um, yeah, anyway. Uh, so that's number four. Number four, happiness is a butterfly for me, which wow. is pretty low on your list. But um, number, uh, I used to not like this song as much. I actually met a girl named Hannah, um, who was another friend's cousin, I think. I don't know. Uh, but I went to a random um, house in the swimming pool. Well, no. Well, they, they were, they, they, it was their house, but... Um, I, she's like, you want to go swimming? And I was like, absolutely. And I just like went swimming with her in her pool in my underwear. Um, and it was great. Um, but she had a tattoo that was like, uh, hands with a butterfly and then like a moon over it. And I was like, oh my God, is that? And she's like, that's a Lana tattoo. And I was like, oh my God. And it was like the best moment of my life. Um, also very weird. But, um, I have thought about that t- tattoo ever since and I want one. Um, anyway, that's a side note. And... Um, but, oh, because the lyrics are, um, happiness is a butter tr- butterfly, I try to catch it, like, every night. Who's the one that, uh, who's the author? Was it Nathaniel Hawthorne? Oh, I don't remember. She references so many authors. So, wait, Lana also, Elizabeth Woolridge, Woolridge, <laughs> Grant, holy shit. Um, I'm a little baked. Um, she, um, she really, uh... What the, what were they it was Nathaniel Hawthorne, by the way. Oh, she she's super fucking smart. She's Norman fucking smart, and like like she she really isn't. People don't give her enough credit. She's created a character that's not smart, which I think is also smart because then people won't like fucking harass her as much. That is very smart. I feel and like maybe she, that's one of my biggest problems is I'm she too also smart. She like stays up with the paparazzi, and like I really appreciate that, and like I love that like she works so much with her sister Chuck and like Chucky and. She also references Chuck like a lot more recently in her music, and oh, you listen to the album with the Grants. It's about her and her siblings. It's yeah. really great. And uh, Blue Bannisters, I love that album when she's talking about um, Chuck and her having a kid and everything, which is exactly what was happening. And I like Chuck because song. Chuck rhymes with fuck. And at the end of the day, I'm a basic bitch. Norman Chuck and Rockwell. That's right. Uh, so um, happiness is a butterfly. Yeah. So I really, I really resonate with that song. Um, I mean, this is a butterfly. I try to catch it, like, every night. Oh, flies away to the moonlight. Like, it's just, like, every night you try to get a little piece of happiness. And, like, that, I have had that feeling before. And I, like, and, like, sh- she often goes to, like, drug references and stuff. But, like, sometimes it's, like, getting high is the best thing that happens to you all day. Or, like, or there, or you go out to the bar for a night and, like, oh, my God. But it's, like, you're doing something that's, like, not great for you. And, like, 
try to do it while dancing, she says, too, which is, like, like going out to the club and, like, like you're depressed, but you're like, I'm going to do this anyway, and, like, trying to find it. And sometimes happiness can be so fleeting, and, like, it's so depressing, and, like, I feel like a lot of people who have had depression can really relate to this album. They um, sure can. Like, no, I, I am, can't speak for all I am, of them. I am, I am a good sound-minded no, body. I'm of sound mind and body, but like, but she really like you know that she has troubles with depression because you can relate so heavily to the lyrics that she's talking about. Like, yeah. you can relate so heavily to it if you like. It's crazy. You watched Euphoria. Yes. Yeah. Was this uh, used in the, the show? Because um, this sounds I don't like know, but they did. It she would did be. A, uh, she did a um, a song called Watercolor Eyes for that song, which is what I was going to put in for me. And I was like, nope, no Lana, because that's all I'll do if I do Lana. Yeah, big fucking Mr. Krabs. But Jeremy put the big fucking Mr. Krabs in. Uh, and thank you for that, Jeremy, because that's that's like a really awesome moment now that I'll have, that I'll never forget. And I will never unhear. Just like in that other song, it's like, what, what is it again? Oh, he's fucking too hard. Oh, yeah. Because he's got glass in his face. Because he fucked too hard. Oh, and I have, uh, I have another one coming up. Another right, misheard lyric coming up. Oh, and also you're you're up. Yeah, and it's uh, this song too. <clears throat> is this our top three? This is our top four. Oh, so you're still on four. Okay, so when I start, it'll be top three. Okay. Fuck it, I love you. It's a great song if I can sing along to. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you, it's so good. Uh, there's this part like where it's like the surf guitar, where it's like, do 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 do. Yeah. And that um, I don't know if she. Took it from the Atomic uh, song by Blondie. Are you familiar with that song? Um, possibly. I'm going to play it for you afterwards, and you're going to love right. it. You're going to be like, this is a great we fucking song. We have a song. lineup of activities afterwards that we decided I'm jazzed. All right. That's the great thing about the Gregler show. It always stirs up new shit. Yeah. Um, but this song is just so fucking good. I believe that two of the Red Hot Chili Peppers played on this song. Oh, cool. Um, Chad Smith, the guy who looks like Will Ferrell. You know that one? I do. Because he does. He looks just like Will fucking Farrell. Yeah, Norman I, fucking Will Farrell. Norman fucking Will Farrell. Exactly. Uh, I still think they're the same guy. But, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. At least that's what it said on Wikipedia. <clears throat> that little, like, like music, music thing is, like, really, like, that's an earworm, too. Yes. Oh, my God, yeah. And she's like, she says fucking I love you 15 times. You don't even know what she's saying. Like, it's like all like this like whisper tone falsetto. It's like, I really do. So like fun to try to sing along to. Like, uh, it's just like a really cool, it's like a really nice noise. Like her songs are comprised of very pleasant noises. If that makes sense. Like, every part of it, though, is pleasant, and it's, like, almost to an extent that's evil. <laughs> like, because the words are so dark that it's, like, it... It, it, it rots your brain. That, it's like musical like, candy. It's crazy. It's so weird. It's so disjointed. I like to light up the stage with a song, do shit to keep me it turned, turned on. on. Yes. Now... I know that it's do shit. I used to shit. up my veins with neon. Okay, you know it's... I know it's do shit. Do shit to keep me turned But the on. way it sounds like she's saying is do shit. Do shit? Oh, no. And I'm like, I don't feel like douching it 
uh, and I can't speak for ladies, but I, I don't you know. Shouldn't do that. It's very unhealthy. And it doesn't get people going. It doesn't get their jollies going. Maybe I don't know. I've never, I've never douched it, but I, I imagine really it's like, like having a bidet. Yeah, and I really like the music video for this song. Like it's, it's in this because it's you'll uh, you'll appreciate it when, when we watch it because it, it's it's wrapped up with it's just a, such a weird combo. And so. fuck it, I love you um, was the only song on this entire fourteen song list uh, besides doing time uh, that did not change its position at any point. When I made this interesting, list. oh yeah, because you you're, you'll you made like a lot of jumps. I jumped around a lot. I was like House mm-hmm. of Pain, uh, but yeah, and then you know it's just nice to hear a woman say I love you. I don't I don't get that so. And very beautifully, like it's just such a pleasant goddamn noise. It's like that song that's like what's that one song that just has like the weirdest noises that I love. You know that song. Oh, Sonique. Feels so good. Feels so So good. It is a good fucking song. Like it, there's just pleasant noise. There's, the noises are interesting. We love the interesting noises. <clears throat> um, she just has like a pleasant voice, which is like very beautiful. But she can sing so yeah. like. See, low. that was my second favorite song of that album. Remember? Wow. Now four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so three. Number three. <clears throat> We're in our top three, folks. Moving right along. We got Cinnamon Girl, the shirt that I'm wearing. It's also your fucking three. It's also Hell my yeah, fucking three. Hell yeah, we get to do a fucking team three. Hell yeah. Um, that's fucking great. Um, so I love Cinnamon Girl. I'm wearing the Cinnamon Girl t-shirt. Um, and from the official Lana Del Rey merch store. Um, and this song, whoo! Like, her range with this, first of all, where she starts so low and then, like, has this, like, hauntingly beautiful musical riff for the chorus. It's, like, this, like, very, like, ethereal, heavenly noise, but it's also very creepy. Like, it's also very, like, haunting. Um, And it's so, like, dramatic, but also it's, like, she, she does dramatize and she makes everything very theatrical. Um, but for for purpose, for a reason, and I appreciate her way of storytelling with this. Um, Cinnamon Girl, too, is somebody who's, um, you know, to, to define that, in the Lanaverse. So she started, um, this is actually a reference to her first album, Born to Die. So in radio, uh, she says she's sweet like sugar cinnamon. Um, and so she's, she's saying that she is like cinnamon in radio. You use Genius Music too? No, I just knew that. Oh, okay, because that's what it says on the Genius Annotation. Oh, no, I also just knew that. Um, and, Because um, it's my favorite Lana song. Jeremy's favorite Lana song is radio, so I've heard it a lot. Um, That's my favorite Cuba Gooding Jr. movie. And also, like, before I bought this shirt, I also looked into it just because, like, um, I didn't know what that was implying. Like, I don't know. So I just bought it. I I made sure to research it before I bought the shirt, too. So, um, but she's, she's, yeah, Cinnamon is, uh, like, she's, she's sweet like Cinnamon, but, 
Um, also, like, cinnamon spice, yeah. Absolutely. Um, uh, and, and, you know, she's kind of, she's saying to, like, like, you know, she's just talking about her relationships and it's really kind of depressing, too. That's, um, if you hold me without hurting me, you'll be the first who ever did. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think about that all the time. I, that line, uh, repeated in my head a lot, um, with and without the song. Uh, I just, I don't know. I, I feel like, you know, I, I'm not an anti-man man or anything like that, but, uh, and I've, I've done my fair share of stupid shit, but it's like, Jesus Christ, I see a lot of women, uh, getting hurt and, uh, these guys are just terrible and they leave this mental mark on these women and then it's like I don't know it's just it's ruined a lot of shit for a lot of people we'll just keep it at that but uh yeah, yeah hey let's let's all try to be better huh? I don't know yeah maybe that's well, just me talking snaps. but snaps. uh I don't know it's it's cost me not that I'm a not that I'm the victim but there's been a lot of pain of associated with a lot of it you know what's great is there's a lot of this uh, there's also what's great is that you're drinking cherry cola that's right that's right one of Del Rey's very own I had to well I also enjoyed it because it's good but um, I had to for the podcast so she does these multi-layered vocal tracks um, yes that remind me so much of Taylor Swift yeah well they're you know they're working with Jack, Jack Antonoff He's from also fun. so brilliant. He is so so, so like he, he musically like he like listening to their lyrics it's like he knows how to complete what they're trying to say. It's like the collaborations between both him and Lana and him and Taylor are great. Like it's like he's he's doing exactly what a producer should just like elevate that music and um, really get the message across and just like the, the collaboration with them is so great oh my god it's just so it's great the way that the outro is done where it's like the old timey sounds that transition very smoothly into like a modern hip hop sound yeah I'm like wow that shouldn't work but it does it, yeah I know it's really weird y'all have to listen to this song it's really really weird God, like what the a music, good song. just like the the instrumentals are just they don't seem like they should go together, and but they're just so beautifully arranged and so detailed. It's so detailed. And we have now talked about every song, um, so it's going to be interesting to see where your top two are. Yeah, so two for me, which changed today. Um, actually, changed really starting the other day um, because I kept being like, you know what? Everybody always says like this is one of the best songs off this album um and I now actually completely get that I just really um kind of honed in on this song a lot and I was like wait like wait <laughs> hold on like I haven't listened to this in a minute and now I think after listening to um chemtrails and blue banisters and um ocean boulevard like I feel like this song hits more than it, it did previously. Um, the greatest is 
is is just like a really depressing piece of music and I feel like it's one of the very first time one of the very first times specifically one of the very first times that she really was like honest um and like she was kind of breaking the character and just being Elizabeth or Lizzie um and she does like kind of like talk about herself as Elizabeth or Lizzie and like some of her songs coming out too but the greatest is like she's she's kind of like this whole album is all about California and about it really her, is but it but but that's been her character has been in this like this like California kind of surfer girl has been her character and uh, that's kind of the music video too is she's this kind of you know typical California girl and it ends with this and it's like her California era has ended like that's like like that's been Lana Del Rey since like day one and it kind of ended with that song like seriously um and i think that's kind of important and it's kind of she starts to kind of tell you some of the the real shit about how um she's kind of done with it and things our culture has just gotten fucked up and she really feels this way it's not like she's writing anything like in characters like she's coming out of character like to say these things like if it's it's the culture is lit and if this if this is it then I've had a ball like she had fun while she had fun like being a Hollywood starlet and everything and living in California and she had a great time but like man like y'all are really sucking lately and like fuck off um and like I don't really fuck with a lot of this shit that y'all do um and like the fame is kind of wild and um like in the culture is lit. She's kind of making fun of like some of the like what we say. Like it's just like I don't know. Um, and then um, I guess I just need a wake up call. We're facing the greatest, and she hits on like a lot of really. Oh my god, she hits on like a, so many things. So she hits on like Kanye is blonde and gone was like a reference to Kanye like becoming like like a Hitler youth basically and like like she literally was just talking about that and she performed hey 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 wedding. it's okay he likes the Jews now because he watched um oh, yeah. 21 Jump Street so it's all good now yeah, yeah of yeah, course yeah everything um, everybody forgot everything else he said so but she uh she's that you know Kanye's blonde and gone and also like it was in his support of Donald Trump as well um and she was kind of like, I don't want to associate myself with him anymore because, like, she really looked up to Kanye and, like, also, like, performed at his wedding. They was he taller than her? Um, they, she performed um, uh, Young and Beautiful at him and Kim's wedding, and he, she doesn't support Kanye anymore. And, like, and then there was also, she talked about, like, the wildfires in California, like, how that's just, like, the global warming is terrifying and, like... She's talking about, like, genuinely, like, big societal problems and, like, how we're, like, fucked and she's kind of feeling, like, existential about it. And she's, like, this is, I'm kind of signing off. And Life on Mars it isn't, ain't just a song really got me. That's, like, literally my favorite da David Bowie song. It's one of my top ten favorite songs of all times. And I know she references David Bowie a lot, but, um, like, Life on Mars ain't just a song. It's not. It's really, like... First of all, that feeling, and also second, like, we are literally, like, do we need to move to another planet? Like, um, 
and it's just like it's a really deep fucking song and it's when she really fucking stands out and leading into the next album with uh, um, the, the song about LA and um, she fucking flips off the camera she's just like thanks for the hate along the way I'm leaving this place y'all suck like she's like she's she's really like sticking up for herself and like addressing like some real life shit and like it's it brings this album back to like it grounds this album in reality which makes everything else on the album so fucking devastating is because it's based in reality it's all in our universe like this is not a fantasy song like this is not a fun heavenly beautiful ethereal song this is like real life shit and that is where the last two songs of the album reel you in to finally give you the last kick before you kill yourself you don't kill yourself though i'm kidding but it's really sad <laughs> anyway oh, that's why no. i feel on the greatest so <laughs> the greatest is a fantastic song it is like musically brilliant too it's really great uh, oh, the songs in it, the the um, the trumpets and everything. Jack put in there because he he heard all the lyrics and 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 he wanted it to sound like a funeral procession for like a like a rich family or like like the crown. Like the, there's like trumpets and stuff as like a real funeral send off. Okay, I just which is so interesting. It's funny because when I listened to it, I was like, this reminds me of like a David Bowie song. Like this sounds like something he would have put out. And. Uh, mm-hmm. So it just, I don't know. Um, that's probably why I put it lower than other songs. Yeah. Because uh, it was kind of sad. It is. It's really fucking sad. It's like the most devastating. Well. Is number one the most devastating song? Um, maybe. Oh, boy. I don't know. I go back and forth a lot. All right. Okay, and what is your two? Uh, Norman fucking Rockwell, the Goddamn namesake of the album. Uh, that piano. You fuck me so good that I almost said I love you. The jazz intro is oh, gorgeous. Yeah. The harp. Mm-hmm. The use of the harp, I mean, Jesus, it's a, it's a very dreamlike song. You oh, know, so good. The guy she's singing about is like a real douchebag. It's like, um, you ever watch Hot Rod? I think so, Yeah. With Will Arnett's character, yeah. where he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. babe, yes, babe, yes, get in the car, yes, babe, yes. babe. Like, that's all I picture when I hear this song, <laughs> is that man with his yeah. bad poetry. And Your poetry's bad and you blame the news. Uh, but it's just, yeah, it's like, I don't know. We all know that guy. I'm probably that guy to somebody. I mean, here I was mansplaining the best parts of improv to Shelly this week. (laughs) (laughs) After another man taught me how to do improv already. Oh, jeez. No, they're great people. Uh, But, yeah, it's it's so good. But, you know, the musicality obviously is great. Um, But the number one song for me just etched it out just a little bit. Okay, go, you know, go first. Well, no, no, I can't. No. No, okay, that yeah. was a good segue. I have to give it to you, because, I mean, we all know what my number one is. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll just reveal our number ones, and then you'll talk about yours first, and then I'll talk about mine. Fair enough. Okay, mine is hope is a dangerous thing for a woman like me to have, and what is your number one? But I have it. But I have it. Um, <laughs> I'm terrible. See, I'm mansplaining <laughs> the name yes. of the song. 
He continues <laughs> to be a misogynist until the end. Of the, I never, then he continues in real life as well. I never learned from If there's Lana. one thing I know about Greg, it's uh, he's, uh, he hates women. Oh, right? Like God, Ross no. hates women. <laughs> oh, no. no, I don't hate women. Um, but it's Marinara Apartment Complex. <laughs> we love Marinara Apartment Complex. It's the mar- it's like this pizza. This song hut. is so fucking depressing. <laughs> Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's, like I said, so Radiohead good. earlier. Yeah. Like, that's what I hear. It reminds me a lot of High and Dry. Um, and the, like, floating lyrics. Like, oh, my God, yeah. It's just so wild, and it's very trippy to listen to, like. And when she refers to frequency. it. Like, she says the name of the title in this song, and I'm like, yeah, there it is. She did it. You know, this very second line. I ain't no candle in the wind. On the board, the lightning and the thunder. Like, just the way it, Girl, it flows. It's very good. Who you are, where you been. Um, just, yeah. Like, Who I've been is with you on these beaches. Your bed is bitch, your die hard, your weakness. So all of that. Um, like, bitch. Like, yeah, it's all tied in. It's all like a, it's all a story. And it's it starts off, it's one of the first on the album. And it's like, it's right. is it right after? It's, uh... Two, yes. Yeah, so it's right after Norman fucking Rockwell. Cause yeah, it is. Um, the and first then two Venice songs bitch, are yeah. for me. And Venice bitch is after that, and she's already saying like, "I've been your Venice bitch," and like it's it's like, and then she go kind of hones in on. She's like, "Well, let's talk about what that is and who that is, what what character that is." Like, I know that you know people talk about songwriters and storytellers, but she really does such a great job with telling a story that you didn't even know you wanted to hear and um, like from beginning to end uh, out of all the songs on this album this is the one that I found I enjoyed the most listening to Um, that like I'm not gonna lie some of the songs at certain points I kind of lost focus Mm -hmm. I was kind of like okay what's going on like um, that California song I literally yeah. forgot what the fuck I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's still that California song. Yeah. Um, even though I put it like at nine or whatever. But um, with this song, just from the beginning and then the end with the outro, where yeah. she keeps uh, saying, um, friggin', are you ready for it? Are yeah. you ready for it? Like, uh, it's just so good. I don't know. It's great. It's one of her, I think, one of her best, uh, critical, critically best songs ever. I was listening to this other podcast where these two people were talking about this album, and they, they didn't really love uh, the Marinara's apartment complex, and I was like, are you kidding me? Oh my god. Yeah. I was like, come on, this is such a good fucking song. It's a good fucking song. Yeah, I've never disagreed more. But, um, I want to hear your take on, uh, happiness is or hope is a dangerous thing for a woman like me yeah so um hope is a dangerous thing for a woman like me to have um is um a reference to um the um oh my god well shawshank redemption oh okay there's a quote in the shawshank redemption um where like morgan freeman says like that hope is a dangerous thing and it can be very much um, and this song is like the first time that Lana got like 
very personal. Like, the greatest she got personal, but then this is just, like, she just, like, this is, this is her, like, being pretty fucking open and real and I also so um it's interesting too because when I was doing research for we had an event that we had like the the Hollywood Bowl at the at this event and we wanted to get like a an act and I was looking up like like what some of the like to get like tribute band or something I was looking at like what the best acts were at the Hollywood Bowl ever and like it's in the top 50 performances ever at the Hollywood Bowl in history was hope is a dangerous thing for a woman like me to have but I have it really yeah um have it, you ever uh, seen Lana the family Ray, this entire um this set that she did was was one of the most iconic ever and uh but they said especially this song it got just really it really hit did um, did you ever see the family guy take on Shawshank Redemption no it's so good, so Cleveland plays Morgan Freeman's character and Peter plays Tim Robbins' character. And uh, Cleveland's like, he only said two words uh, for like two weeks that he was here. And Peter walks by and he says, vagina boob. And then he walks off screen. And it, nice. none of it makes any sense, but it's just so fucking funny. So when you were saying this, Josh Hank Redemption, that's all I could think of. Huh. But yeah, this was, a, this was like a really wild song um but it's a uh, this one came from my neck also like so um well so she's talking about like so basically what the hope is a dangerous thing for a woman like her to have is like she's really talking about like like societally and in hollywood and in the culture that she's in um it's almost like she can like she's a little bit too passive as a as a person and um that can kind of fuck you over um and she you kind of gotta be like a bitch sometimes and you can't really um a venice bitch and just like for for women like in general it's like really hard to fucking cut it and like it's just but, but she has has hope that she can see the good in things she does have that hope that like there is something good um for her and um but but like she does have that and um oh my gosh and then um oh like shaking my ass is the only thing that's got this blackness off my back I couldn't care she couldn't care less I never cared more so there's nowhere to say about that um like she you know she was she's kind of talking about how she's like using like her sex appeal um her, the, the narcissist is herself um, and kind of dealing with that and being successful and um, oh my the, the line that came from my fucking neck calling from the out on the grave I just want to say hi dad just fucking hate that that feel like my dad died around well not around this time but kind of like it was close yeah but like I was like holy shit um, but the like oh my god like the um, do you think that she's just been watching your entire life from beyond and yes. like writing these yes. albums to keep um, in pace with you but then at the end there really is actually hope there's a new revolution a loud evolution that i saw born of confusion and confusion and quiet collusion of mostly i've known a modern day woman with a weak constitution because i've got monster monsters still under my bed that i could never fight off a gatekeeper carelessly dropping the keys on my nights off and that like sticks with me because like she has a lot of trauma and like that's it's literally like like 
talking about your trauma and how you still like you have those like those monsters under your bed that you're never gonna fight off and like sometimes we just have those um i just have those like i'm literally going to just have those and like that really speaks a lot of us do and that really like speaks to like a lot um and she's like also dealing with like how to be a feminist like a modern day woman with a weak constitution because she's kind of has been through all this trauma and has kind of a she is who she is today because of her trauma and like um she, she doesn't really know how to be a good feminist too like it's like she's kind of taken a lot on here the sylvia plath obviously added like a, like the really bad depression stuff there's a lot of sylvia plath references she was and, depressed uh, no i'm joking sylvia I'm joking. like you know killed herself <laughs> I drowned herself tragically like it's really bad and um uh, but sylvia plath is somebody who like i also enjoy their poetry but lana really 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 enjoys um her poetry and um that's, in fact, that's Lana's not a good sign career like started a lot with um her singing and she still does about existential dread especially her last album that's literally like what's inspired her entire musical career because she started drinking at the young age of seven, 16. She was like an alcoholic because she had really bad existential dread and she chan she channeled that into music. Like that's genuinely like, that is something very real. So that's why her music is sad girl music. Like it's it's really real. And like, she, it's like the one thing that like everybody can connect to is existential dread. We're all- Absolutely. We're all equal in that and in that fight of we're here and how do we navigate life and that's one of the hardest things like i know i cry a lot about being alone but like going to bed sleeping alone at night like those are the thoughts inside my head and i don't have anybody to talk it out of me well you got lana del rey now to bring it out of you <laughs> well, no, it no it doesn't help at all <laughs> she only aggravates it. <laughs> but see i find it like relatable because i'm also like Oh, there's something who's like a really big celebrity who's like not like me at all, but like we also have that common denominator of like really bad existential dread. Like, she is just like me. We are all just like each other. Like, we all can connect to that really basic human emotion, and it fucking sucks. One of us, Google Gobble, one of us. Yeah, uh, that's a really great note to end the show on. We love ending the show on a high note. I'm happy. <laughs> of course, I'm glad I got to. To share that with everyone. I mean, I'd like to think I was a little vulnerable, too. I don't know. Um, no, we were. We were. We were. We, def we definitely said some spicy shit. Yeah. Uh, that, you know. No, I, I really enjoyed getting to talk out this album, because I've never gotten to talk about this album before, like, in this depth, really? ever. Okay. So that's great. Like, Jeremy and I will talk about it, but, like, you know, going through and really discussing and dissecting the songs is crazy. Like, this is great. From an outsider's perspective, like from my perspective, when you came into this, what did you expect and how do you feel now after having this conversation? Um, I would just like to note that the tone of this podcast went so far down. Like her music is like that impactful. Like like this is not like an easy listening like <laughs> no, Lana Del Rey is not like you can't just like like I don't recommend her to people all the time because it's like I am not going to subject you 
to this, except for I will subject Greg, who's very sad. I'll be like, hey, do you want to do this sad podcast? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's the thing. I was, I was thinking about this while I was at work today, listening to this podcast, crying down the hallway. Um, <laughs> As you do genuinely, though, it's so fucking sad. Well, yeah, I don't need the uh, music to do that. <laughs> but um, I will, I'm like, this is not music you play in the car with other people. No. This is music you listen to. Like, Although your, Jeremy your and I listened to it like for two hours like on the way to go see his dying uncle yesterday, which was probably not good. But, like that's the tone was like, that's not it. But I will listen to the No, like I literally will listen to this at the gym, but it's because I just like am it's great that workout music. To, I'm that connected to Lana. I don't know. Like it's I'm I'm I need a new personality stat. Stat. I mean, she's good. I don't know. I just like listening to that music all the time is like it just, like I listen to this music all the time. Were you surprised with my takes? Were you surprised? Yes. I'm surprised that you enjoyed the album as much as you did. I did. I mean, the fact that it's her, it helps a lot because she's hot. Which you'll appreciate the music videos. I'll show you in a second. I can't because, wait. Like, they're great. But, but like I just ah, you know, ten years ago, cynical Greg would have been like, yeah. That's just sad girl music. And yeah, it is. And, like, you know what? When I first heard about her, I also said, did the same thing. Um, I was like, oh, that's Tumblr sad girl. Like, that's how I knew Lana Del Rey. And then I actually, I sat down and I watched the music video for Born to Die. Because it was recommended to me on YouTube. So I was like, whatever, I'll see what, like, what she buy. sounds like. And, like, I don't even know what kind of music, it, the, like, her music is like. And then I immediately was like, yes. 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 Like, this is it. I will say, like... And then Panic at the Disco, I left in the dust oof, for yeah. Lana. That's why they uh, disbanded. Yeah, it was because I... My fanship... My fanship is fueling Panic, and now it's fueling Lana. She's using my family as examples as who died. Oh, no. She literally... Like, I think she has my phone tapped. Like, it was... It's creepy. A&W is very creepy. Like, it's just, like, it's way too on the nose for me even the part where it's like uh, my boyfriend has COVID but it doesn't matter I have it now too because we've been smooching I was literally diagnosed with COVID just on the basis that I was smooching my husband like that, they just like gave me the diagnosis without testing me I didn't actually have COVID I've never had COVID science like, that was literally my life like she talks about like the pandemic and stuff and, but yeah she her her next two albums after this are like like they're country albums kind of like okay. they're they're like storytelling they're they're kind of like i like if taylor swift's like folklore and evermore was long did jack uh, produce one of those all of them yeah okay all of them they're still working together they he just produced this last one too oh midnight's yeah midnight's he's, and ocean boulevard he's a smart uh, producer that he's, jack Kent yeah he's great he's I, great i guess he there's a reason credit. he has so much work he does not get enough credit at all I feel like Lana gives him more credit than Taylor, but I love and respect Taylor, but I do feel like Lana gives him a bit more credit. I think that they're, like, better friends, though, maybe. Who? Jack and Lana. Okay. Like, I think they're, like, personally, like, friends, like, better friends. I don't know. I don't know. That's kind of a theory, though. (laughs) I don't know. We'll have to ask them when we see them next time. I'm joking. We haven't seen them once. The offer still stands. You guys come on the show anytime you want. Big fans. Um, 
Shelly, before we uh, call it a day, uh, is there anything you want to tell people <laughs> um, <laughs> that we listen, haven't already said? Listen to this when you're in the sunshine and it's a good day. The album or the podcast? Um, the album. I think the podcast is kind of funny in parts. I hope so. I, I think it's pretty funny, actually. I think it's pretty good. It's, I think it's a pretty good banter. We had a really good, like, clinical discussion of the album, though. Like, we did. See, I listened to it. I didn't, I didn't bullshit you. I know. You really did. No, but it was, it was great. Uh, thank you for recommending it. I look forward to the next one. We're going to have a lot of fun. Um, hopefully we'll have a little bit more fun doing that one just um, based off of the not depressing nature of whatever is coming up next. Because yeah. this, uh, this one devastated me, and I, I definitely won't be able to listen to it uh, again for a while yeah. because it was, it was very heavy. Um, but at the same time, you know, I saw a poster the other day that said, uh, you got to have, if you want the flowers, you got to have the rain. Uh, to that I, I said, what happens when the rain is so um, overbearing that the flowers become drowned? <laughs> but yeah, eh, that's neither here nor there. Um, Shelly, thank you for coming on. This was thank a, you for having me. This was great. I love this. This was a lot this of fun. This was fabulous. Thank you. This was a great episode 112. And Greg Heads, we love you. We miss you. Uh, give us a five-star rating on Apple. Subscribe to us. Uh, tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Uh, I don't know. Tell everybody. Um, we love you. We miss you. Seacrest out. <laughs>